Before we start, I want to give you a heads up that when I went to go over the podcasts and do some of the editing and and the compression and stuff, I noticed that the sound was all over the place. For some reason, it cut out and just stopped recording. So I had to go back through and re-record like half of this episode. So just giving you a heads up in advance so you're not weirded out when you run into some of the sound issues throughout the episode. Let's get into it. Hi there, this is Michael Westra with Breaking the Systems of Control podcast. Come hang out with me as we explore and pursue true freedom, liberty, and the art of minding your own business. Hey, thanks for listening in. Last week we talked about starting off our episodes with something called the social media cringe of the week. What is he? Oh, that's not even... Okay. All right, so... Uh, the cringe of the week is by someone named uh, Jeremy Flood. Um, it says Jeremy is, I don't know who the heck this is. Uh, he's a field producer for Bernie Sanders, so that explains it. Uh, this was a tweet a couple days ago. Yep, two days ago. It says... A gender reveal party destroyed more property than every Black Lives Matter protest combined. But folks aren't as mad because it's not an empty vessel for them to air their racial grievances. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, if someone were to... Burned. Okay, let me let me just give an example here. If if someone left a candle out in their home and accidentally burnt down their house and I don't know killed their family inside, yeah, that's an extreme example. But accidentally killed their family inside, would we say this is worse than someone who intentionally burnt down their house and killed their family inside? Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. We're going to talk about some news about the podcast. Um, no major news. I still have not. Obviously, you haven't heard the intro yet, but um, I'm still working on getting an intro going, a, a music intro. So that's in the works. I'm also trying to find some uh, affiliate sponsors to advertise to my listeners. This purpose is to be able to keep this podcast going. But the reason why I haven't found one yet is because I'm very picky and I don't want to talk about any kind of product or service that I don't either currently use or don't fully support. So one of the things I'm trying to work on getting as a sponsor is a VPN. If you don't know what a VPN is, uh, it's essentially just a private browser that you would use on your devices, such as your computer or your phone, your tablet, and it prevents anybody from being able to trace your location or who you are in any way. So what a lot of times these uh, VPNs will do is if you, let's say, are in the United States and you're on a website and they're trying to track you, it'll show that you're like in Beijing So it's pretty cool. So uh, I'm 100% against either private entities or 
governments trying to spy on people. So it's an awesome thing. All right, I'm going to start off with answering some listener questions from uh, some people who signed up through my email and, uh, well, actually one that signed up through my email, the other one who didn't. And Alexis, if you're hearing this, go sign up for my email. So let's get to it. The first question is from Alexis. And it says, I'm very curious to know your thoughts and opinions on how the government handled the COVID shutdown or what approach you've taken instead. <sighs> of course, I would be asked this one. I could go on for, you know, multiple episodes talking about this. So I'm. that's not going to be my focus for the show. So I will attempt to keep it short. Um, as you know. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> Hence, you listening in on a libertarian podcast. So, as a libertarian or an ANCAP, I believe in very, very limited government control. And if possible, no government control. So, if that doesn't answer it, I don't know what can. But let me uh, go a little further. The government has no right to restrict your freedom to move about freely. No right at all. They have their their job is to protect your natural rights, your freedoms and liberties. And now they are ordering people to stay home. Regardless of the fact whether you believe People should stay home because of how dangerous COVID is. It is not the government's right to tell you that you need to stay home. Do I believe people should have stayed home? It doesn't matter. And I don't, I don't feel like I even need to say that. Um, I mean, you know what? Screw it. The numbers from the beginning never showed any indication that we should have gone on a lockdown. Any at all. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to go so in depth with this to even link to sources. I don't need to. I don't believe they ever amounted to a, a number that w should have required a lockdown to begin with. Now, even if it did, I don't believe it's the government's place to restrict your freedom. And I get it. Oh, Michael. Oh, good job. Oh, sticking it to the man. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. Because the man isn't supposed to have that power over you. That's like going to, you know, a high school and some fellow student tells you to go home from school. You'd be like, who the hell are you? You have no business telling me what to do. The government does not have the business or, or any right to tell you what to do when it comes to freely moving about. So I believe that if something were to be so bad that it required people to stay home, I think it would be obvious. First of all, the numbers would show it very blatantly. 
There has been countless lies going on during this pandemic. I really don't want to get into it, but countless lies from, from the government, from the media. It's been disgusting. All in what I believe is an excuse to hold you in place for uh, maybe a bigger picture, maybe uh, another narrative. Maybe it has to do with the election. I don't know. But all I know is that the numbers never equated to this. And if it was bad enough to where it should have, I believe the free market, when I say the free market, I just mean all of us as free individuals. That would be up to us to do that. Not the government's right. With that said, I believe that we should have done what a lot of uh, experts are saying now is that the sick and the vulnerable should have stayed home and the healthy go about their business. I don't want to get into the science of this. I really don't. I'm sick and tired of arguing about this. That's what I believe. If someone wants to talk about this further, if they want some sort of evidence, we can talk about it, and I will. If, if someone gives me a question, I will make a whole episode on COVID if I have to. I'd rather not. I, I need to just stop. Wait, what was the second part of that question? <laughs> and what did I do? Instead, what did I do instead? Um, well, I honestly, my life didn't change much. I was still working the amount of hours I usually do. Um, that I, I don't, I'm not someone who goes around shopping anyway. So that didn't really change for me. If I do go to the store, it's usually for a project I'm working on. So I'll go to like Home Depot or Menards and these places, especially Menards, they, nothing changed. I was able to go in there, get my stuff and leave. So yeah, nothing really changed for me at all. And I don't think it's uh, another thing. I don't think it's government's business to enforce a mask mandate. I, I believe it comes down to the freedom of the people. We should be able to determine for ourselves these kind of situations. Collectively, I think people would make the right decision if it needed to be done. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because I, I don't, again, I don't want to get into this. I don't want to get into masks. I, I don't want, no, um, Alexis. Shame on you. I don't like your question. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to the next question. Um, all right. Next question. Oh, he's got two questions. This is from Kyle. Uh, question number one. Give us your take on black. <laughs> of course. Give us your take on the Black Lives Matter protest. Should libertarians fundamentally support the efforts of opposing police brutality or is there too much conflicting ideology within the movement that we should be uh, consciously wary of giving a voice? Hmm. <clears throat> Kyle, this is a setup. I didn't do it, man. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want any part of this 
No, I'm kidding. Um, it, it does sound like a loaded question, but knowing that it came from Kyle, uh, it's probably not. So let's try to, again, we'll try to make this a little short. Oh, man, these topics I could go on. Bro, maybe I'll have to make a whole episode, but my take um, in, a, in the shortest way possible. Hmm. Should we support the efforts of opposing police brutality? <clears throat> yes, of course we should oppose police brutality. That's uh, that's a given. As a, as libertarians, we support the non-aggression principle, and um, police, you know, using acts of aggression on people is fundamentally against non-aggression principle. But how does that relate to Black Lives Matter? Okay. Um, should we support people's rights to protest? Well, let, let's, let's word this as should I, because I don't want to speak for a bunch of other people. We're free thinkers here. Should I support the right for others to protest? I would say yes. Of course as long as they are being peaceful and as long as they're abiding by the non-aggression principle. So the black lives matter, uh, protests, the peaceful ones. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm okay with that. That's great. Do what you want. But it seems to me that they've been getting very out of hand. They've been getting violent and, I don't think we should make excuses for them. I think we can, as libertarians, support that blacks should not be treated unfairly by police officers. I mean, nobody should. And at the same time, we don't have to make excuses for people committing acts of violence upon other innocent people. I mean, where, where did we get off believing that we can just support an aggressive group. I don't understand. I feel, I feel like libertarians or a lot of these so-called libertarians, they, they tend to lean towards one side or the other. And when it comes down to it, they will always stick with that side, whether it be the Republicans or Democrats. So, um, a lot of these new libertarians, they will, uh, speak as if they are for libertarian principles, but then when it comes down to it, they fail to call out the disgusting acts of people on their quote unquote side that they were originally on. So in this case, the liberals, I don't know why you can't condemn a group of people. And, and here's the thing. People are, are going to say I'm full of crap. They're going to say, Nobody's saying that uh, people should be rioting and committing acts of violence, but that that's crap. I can, if you want, I will link to a whole page of just people over and over on social media defending these riots. They're defend. They're they're making excuses and saying, "Well, enough is enough." It doesn't matter. 
It's an act of aggression. They're, they, oh, so you believe that since you were treated wrong, that you can go out and just start committing acts of aggression upon other innocent people who had absolutely nothing to do with it? How does that make sense? You are committing an act of aggression upon an innocent person. You're destroying their property. Not just their property. There's people being beaten to death in the streets for defending their property. Are you, are you kidding me? What happened to property rights? What happened to the non-aggression principle? Should we defend protesting? Sure, of course. Everyone has a right to protest. Should, should we uh, be against uh, police brutality of, upon the black community? Of course. But I don't think the answer is to uh, take that aggression that was given towards you and take it out upon the general public. That, it just doesn't make sense. And, and I've seen people go to the extreme of saying, well, it's their white privilege, so they deserve it. They're, they're white business owners. They deserve it. They're part of the problem. Okay, what about the black business owners? I, I've watched videos of black business owners in tears over this. Are they just collateral damage? Is that what you're going to call it? <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me. So why? Do we, why do we not make these kind of excuses for any other type of situation that happens in a civilized society? Okay. You know, would you, uh, if, if a, a, a drunk, an alcoholic comes home to his wife and beats the hell out of her, are we going to sit there and be like, oh, you know, it was the alcohol's fault. It's understandable. He had a rough childhood growing up. It was the alcohol's fault, not his. No, it's his fault. I don't care what reason why he did it. He's, he did it. And he, he committed an act of aggression on his wife. Plain and simple. If a kid has a bad family life at home and goes to school and is a bully and starts pushing around kids, beating the hell out of classmates, are we going to say, oh, well, you know, at home. He has a bad family life, so it's understandable after all these years of him being treated poorly that he's going to come to school and start beating the shit out of Timmy. No, we don't make those kind of excuses. There's no excuse. It doesn't matter what's been done to you. I don't care. If you're, if you're destroying someone's business, their whole livelihood... Because you believe you're oppressed. So you're you're going to say you're oppressed. So why don't we get together and oppress a group of people? Because we're oppressed. We're just going to take it out on the innocent people. Okay, If how about this? If you believe the government is doing you wrong, if you believe the police are doing you wrong, I, I'm not saying I support this necessarily. But I'm saying I would at least understand if you went and took out that aggression on the on the government, on the police departments, whatever, I would it would make sense. And and yes, uh, I I get the objection. Well, we did that, okay, but you're not just doing that. You're taking it out on innocent people who did nothing to you. That's like, you know. Let let's say I had a son who got molested by the next door neighbor, and the neighbor 
went to court and got off with no charges. Justice wasn't served. The justice system we, at this point we determine is corrupt. Uh, the child molesters let off. Nothing happens to the judge. The judge just continues to make bullcrap calls like this every day. And instead of, you know, taking that out, I, I'm not, I'm not calling for violence, but instead of me taking it out on the child molester or the judge or the corrupt uh, justice system in general, I go and walk over to, you know, my, my other neighbor's houses who had nothing to do with this and who are in full support of me and my cause. And they feel for me. They have sympathy for me. They, 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 they literally, they're, they're with me. They're, they're posting on Facebook, get justice for Michael's son. And then here I go outside with a baseball bat and start smashing in their window, in their windows and lighting their houses on fire. You know what's going to happen with those people? They're going to say, Mike, we were with you. We were with you. We supported you. Why are you taking this out on us? We had nothing to do with this. We're done with you. I, I don't want a part of this anymore. We're done with you. We've had it with your shit. That's what they would say. But here we are making excuses for the disgusting acts going on during these riots. And I'm telling you, people will either deny that the riots are happening or they'll deny that anyone is defending riots. I promise you, people are defending this. I'm seeing it every single day. There is no excuse for it. And as a libertarian, if you are advocating for violence against an innocent human being, not only are you not a libertarian, you, sir, are a piece of trash and you should be ashamed of yourself. Okay, Kyle, Kyle, look what you're doing to me. See, I, I could go on about this. But I can feel myself getting angry. So, Kyle, you're setting me up. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Okay. So, that was just question one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, question two. In a hypothetical situation, who would you elect as president if you had options that could transcend time? Immediate example, bring back George Washington. Ron Paul can have another 10 years, etc. Uh Donald Trump. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't any nobody clip out my voice and sit there and say, oh, Michael's a Donald Trump supporter. And yeah, I'm, I don't want to get into Trump and Biden right now. <laughs> but uh, I'm neither. Trust me, I'm neither. Okay, so... I'm going to stick with more modern times with this. I know you said I have, um, I could go back in history and name whoever, uh, but I make my own rules on this podcast, Kyle. And since you set me up for a question, 
a loaded question, that is, I'm going to uh, just say, yes, Ron Paul. But Ron Paul is no longer uh, in politics. He has an awesome podcast out. Uh, it's the Liberty Report, if you've never heard it. <clears throat> but Ron Paul was what brought me into libertarianism, essentially. Um, he is the most consistent uh, politician on all of his issues. But with that said, since he's no longer in politics and I want to stick with modern times, who would I like to be president right now? And I believe it is the great Tom Woods. If you don't know who Tom Woods is, I suggest you looking him up and reading some of his books. He's He's been New York Times bestselling author multiple times. He's given many lectures and, and talks at the Mises Institute. Um, and he has his own podcast, by the way, called The Tom Woods Show. So he won't be hard to find at all. And the reason why I say Tom Woods is I personally believe that he is the only person that could even come close to a Ron Paul. He is very consistent. He is non-apologetic, which is a must within the Libertarian Party. And while Joe Jorgensen may be pretty solid on a lot of her views, I think she is failing because first of all as a third party candidate she she let's be honest we don't have to be dishonest she does not have a chance so her goal should be to bring as many people as she can into the party to spread libertarianism not even just the party just spread liberty and freedom to stand out if she's going to sit there and and start quoting like the typical uh, politicians of modern day. She's just going to blend in. Nobody cares. That's why Ron Paul had such a huge impact on everybody Was and, and why so many people came over to the libertarian movement because of Ron Paul is because he stood out. He wasn't afraid to go against the narrative. He, he spoke out against... 9-11 and going to war with Iraq with President George W. Bush. Ron Paul is a freaking OG. He did not care. He, he knew where he stood and he wasn't budging. That's what we need. We need someone who says, here's what libertarian principles are. And this is how we want to get it done. And this is what you guys want to do. If you don't like it too bad, that's how you, you stand out. You, you stay consistent. You don't have that to water yourself down to reach new people. Then you're bringing in people who shouldn't even be in the party anyway. They're just, like we were talking about earlier, there are just a bunch of these people who are more leaning to one party or the other, and they're not true libertarians. They'll say they are because it sounds cool. And then when it comes down to it, when it comes to, you know, the main 
Republican versus Democrat talking points, they will always side with their team. We don't want that. We want true libertarians taking over this movement and spreading liberty and true freedom. That's the only way this can work. And that's why I believe that Tom Woods would be perfect. He has always stayed consistent with this. And he's not afraid to tell you exactly what he believes on something. He will not sugarcoat it ever. He is awesome. One example, um, it's one of his more recent speeches. And I actually sent this over to Kyle. So he already got to see this, but an example of how unapologetic he is. Uh, look up on YouTube his speech at, I think it was at the Mises Institute. Yes, it was. Okay. So it's called The Fact-Free Lockdown Hysteria by Thomas Woods. Look that up. It's a, let's see, 50... Yeah, 53-minute video. Awesome. As you can see, the tone is a little bit different in this episode. And, you know, I blame Kyle and Alexis for this. You're the reason for my aggression. Much like the uh, Black Lives Matter rioters blaming, you know, the oppressors on their disgusting actions. Okay. Yeah, I, I just need to stop. Sorry. I had to. But no, I blame you, Kyle and Alexis, for that. <laughs> Let's get into what I was supposed to be talking about, which now I'm not going to have a whole lot of time because I want to keep these uh, episodes uh, under an hour. So I wanted to talk about, first of all, what do I believe libertarianism is? And why libertarianism? Why for me? Or why for everyone, I should say. Why should everyone believe in liberty? Okay, so what is libertarianism? If I had to describe it in my own terms without reading the dictionary definition or going on the LP.org, what would I say libertarianism is? Well, we talked about the non-aggression principle earlier. And I mentioned property rights briefly. I'm going to try to dumb this down. And I'm just going to say, essentially libertarianism is the belief that human beings should be able to live free without government intervention. And there should be no law against our freedom unless we are hurting another person or their property. And that includes theft, of course. I, uh, theft is an act of aggression because you are taking something that is not yours. Okay, so what is the non-aggression principle? Essentially just that. You, it, it's this principle that everyone would live by in a libertarian society that everybody should have freedom and liberties. It doesn't matter if you're black doesn't matter your religion, that everybody should be able to freely do what they want as long as they are not hurting another person or their property. And there's a lot of misconceptions. Some people, which is really weird that even anyone would even suggest this. 
I, I had someone talk about, um, they were asking me, well, if you believe in the non-aggression principle, what do you do if someone breaks into your home? Uh, so what you're saying is someone else is breaking the non-aggression principle coming into my house, putting me and my family in danger. Uh, yeah, I have the right to defend my property, my life and my family's life by whatever means necessary. So if you come into my house, you break into my house, I have the right to shoot you dead. So they view this as this particular person I was having a conversation with. They view this as like a contradiction. Well, you're, you're um, giving an act of aggression against that person that broke into your house. No, 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 no. They committed the act of aggression. I stopped the act of aggression. If they broke, they're the one who broke the non-aggression principle, not me. I stopped them from committing that act of aggression. Okay, so what are property rights? Again, they all relate. What are property rights? I can do what I want with my property. As long as it doesn't hurt another person or their property. People view this as extreme. You're an extremist. No, I just believe if I have property, whether it's my property that is my house and my yard, or if it's other physical possessions, that nobody else has a right to that property but me. And nobody else can tell me what I can and can't do with that property except me. If someone else believes that they can tell me what to do with my property, it's no longer my property. And and that's why fundamentally libertarians are against uh, taxation. Because I'm putting in labor or whatever, even if it's passive income, it doesn't matter. I'm getting money that I earned and someone else is telling me they have a right to that money. And I get it. Well, that's the price we pay to live in a civilized society. I get the objections. I still don't believe they have a right to my money. I'm sorry. If there were, I believe that there are free market options to everything. I don't. I don't believe we need the state to steal our money to do anything. No exceptions. On top of this, they are stealing my money and using it for things that I would prefer them not to do. So, if, if they are using this money to go to war against nations that I don't have a problem with and, and slaughter people overseas that, uh, as far as I'm concerned, didn't need to be killed because it's none of our damn business. Yeah, uh, I have an issue with you taking my money and using it for crap that I don't agree with. You taking my money is an act of aggression. The government taking my money is an act of aggression. It violates the non-aggression principle. Why? I mean, why Why do we have to make excuses for the government to be able to do it at all? If the, the Mexican cartel goes around going up to store owners and threatening them at gunpoint saying, we want your money. We, we need pay up. 
we need your 30% or we need your 20%, we need your 10%, whatever the, whatever the hell the number is, they are stealing that money. Well, you can't compare it to the cartels. Come on, Mike. Okay, well, let's uh, kind of make this a, a little bit different here. So the cartels are essentially a government agency in Mexico. In uh, many areas, they are more powerful than their official government. They, their government is a lot, a lot of times ran by the cartels. So they are the government or a form of government. So they steal this money, okay? This is just a hypothetical. So they go up to the store owner. They steal his money. They, they say, give me your 20%. Afterwards, they take that 20% and they use it to fund a lot of their crap. Like they're, they want more guns and whatever, drugs, whatever. They're using it to fund that. But then, you know, they're taking this portion, this small portion left over, and they're feeding the homeless with it. Would you be like, that's uh, that's a price we pay to live in a civilized society. Or they're taking that small portion left over and building some roads. Well, yeah, that's the price we pay to live in a civilized society. No. Do you see, you, you see what I'm saying? You can't make an excuse for it. We are being extorted. The, the government is literally taking our money at the threat of violence. And people are saying, this is the price we pay for a civilized society. Then why don't they act civilized? They're not. They're, they're committing an act of aggression. Well, it's not an aggression. We all vote and we give our money voluntarily. No, we don't. I, don't. I didn't vote on that crap. I don't, I don't consent. They're taking my money and doing stuff that I think is completely wrong and People make excuses for it. I don't understand how anyone can do that. They are literally at, sometimes literally at gunpoint, threatening violence upon you if you don't give them their tax dollars. What happens if you don't pay taxes ever? What happens? You get thrown in a cage. And if you decide I value my freedom and my money and I don't want to be thrown in a cage because I'm a free man and you should respect my natural rights, guess what happens? You fight back and you get killed. They kill you over it. So it's the threat of violence at gunpoint, quite literally. So, okay, I'm, I'm going off again. Taxation. Yeah, taxation is theft. <laughs> um. Okay, so non-aggression principle. And so obviously I believe in the Second Amendment, me owning a gun does not hurt another person or their property. Now, if I took that gun and hurt another person or their property, then that's the act of violence. Owning the gun is not the act of violence. No victim, no crime. So think of any scenario. Um, someone... In the safety of their own home, smoking crack. Oh, yeah, I get it. I don't think anyone should ever smoke crack. And I think you're probably a very, uh, um, not a very <laughs> respectable human being. You're probably not a very good person. I And I think nobody should smoke crack. With that said, someone smoking crack in the safety of their own home, I don't care. It's none of my business. 
And I, I, I know all the objections, but it's none of my business. Once you give the government the power to limit people's freedom and liberties, that's when a government turns tyrannical. When you start seeing police brutality. And, and this is why I'm so for libertarianism. Here's the thing with the Black Lives Matter protests. Okay. Whether or not you believe blacks are being treated unfairly in this country. How could police ever turn oppressive? How could they ever enact this violence upon people if they were never given the power to do that to begin with? If police are never given the ability to enact aggressive acts upon people, given the discretion to be able to choose when to detain someone, when to not, when to throw them in a cage, when to not, to enforce countless victimless crimes. If we never gave them that power to begin with, they would not have the power to commit racist acts upon anyone. Or they would not have the power to um, they would not have the power to take those racist beliefs and to hurt people with it. Because it doesn't matter, they don't have that power anymore. So why are we focusing on just the racism? Just the racism. I'm saying just the racism. I'm not saying there's no racism. Don't twist my words. Why are we focusing on just the racism instead of going to the root of the problem? You know, if your tomato plant is to the point where it's just completely diseased and there's no, like you look at it and there's no bringing it back. Do we sit there and, you know, pick off one stem? Do we just start pruning it? Oh, this will solve the problem. Let's just pick off one. Or do we, and, and hold on, before I go further, when there is a tomato plant that is diseased next to other tomato plants, what happens? That disease spreads. So do we sit there in that completely destroyed tomato plant? Do we sit there and start pruning it and start picking off branches and say, oh, there we go. It fixed it as it continues to spread. No, we don't. You know what you do? You grab it by the root and rip it out. Throw it away. Okay, so racism is just the fruit produced by the plant. If you want to take out your racism, you have to grab it by the root. The root is the statism. The root is the power that we gave the government and local governments to give police the power to oppress people. And I believe police oppress everybody, not just blacks, maybe especially blacks, maybe. But it doesn't change the fact that everybody is oppressed by police. A lot of people are going to hate me for this, and I, I just don't care. You know, I, this is what I believe, and I'm going to stand by it. Why are we just focusing on a symptom instead of focusing on the virus or the cause? Which is, again, the state and the power we gave the state. And this is what libertarianism is all founded upon. Is the few ideas that were mentioned. Uh, talking about the 
non-aggression principle and property rights. These are kind of the main talking points of libertarianism. Uh, well, I should say just a few of the main talking points. So obviously this segment of mine, I didn't go into complete depth with um, libertarianism and uh, liber- uh, libertarian philosophy and uh, different ideologies, but I just wanted to stick to my two main favorite points, which are the non-aggression principle and property rights, because I believe that everything that libertarians stand on revolve around those two things. Uh, I mean, I guess you could throw in uh, personal responsibility, but I, I feel like personal responsibility kind of ties in with those other two. So I, I like to just keep it at the non-aggression principle and property rights, especially property rights. <clears throat> so why do I think any, all of this is important? Uh, why am I someone who loves liberty enough to start a podcast based on finding freedom and liberty in our lives? Well, I, I think in a libertarian society, these kind of issues that are dividing the people, uh, like we have the two-party system. Right now we have the left and the right. And what happens is it, it's this never-ending cycle that gets worse and worse. You've probably heard of the pendulum swinging and it goes to one extreme to the other and get more extreme as it swings to the other end. And um, But the reason why this is so dangerous is because we have a system that has enough power that they can implement their beliefs and ideologies onto the people. If, if that doesn't really made, make sense the way I just said it, um, the government should not have the power to be able to take your freedoms and liberties. So when a Republican comes into office and they start implementing things that go along with their personal beliefs that go completely against the other side's personal beliefs. It's naturally going to outrage almost half of Americans and then flip it. Once the other party comes in office, like when Obama did or the possibility of Biden coming in, the, the right is going to be equally is angry and there's just this clash between people that is caused from the power that the government has because they have the power to implement their beliefs onto the people instead of just letting the people believe what they want and have the freedom and liberties that they want as long as they're not harming another person or their property. Whose president should not matter. They should be no more than, than a mascot for all I care. <laughs> Uh, the purpose of the government is to protect your freedoms and liberties. As far as I'm concerned, they have miserably failed in that department. I don't, I don't see any other way to go about this. If, if you have a system of government where you give power to any one person or multiple people, this is a very, very dangerous game you're playing. Not be, only because of the risk of these people implementing 
evil actions upon the people, but because you are risking half of the people not getting along with the other half of the people because they don't respect each other's personal liberties because their guy is in office who can make enough change to directly affect your life. So I'm spreading liberty and freedom because this is the only logical system that we can have in place where people can naturally get along because their beliefs can't possibly affect another person and their beliefs and the way they live their life and their freedoms. This is the idea of self-ownership and what I called in the intro, the art of minding your own business. So I hope this kind of gave you a, a little bit more of an understanding on libertarianism, even though I kind of took what is not a systematic approach. <laughs> I do plan on talking more about topics like this, but more in depth with more examples and resources that we can look at. But that was just kind of an off the dome approach, and I hope it benefits you in some way. So with that said, I'm going to wrap it up here. Sign up for my email list by going to breakingthesystems.com. And from there, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page where there is a sign-up link. Uh, once you're signed up for my email list, you will be getting uh, news about the podcast, any updates. Uh, you'll get some uh, exclusive content from time to time. And also, this gives you an opportunity to communicate with me where you can ask me any question you'd like, and I will answer those questions in my podcast. You can also give me any recommendations for the podcast. Uh, you can give me topic recommendations. Also on that website, you will see in the top left-hand corner all the links to my social media sites. I will also be putting up a blog on the website soon, so keep an eye out for that. I am now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, but you can also go straight on that website. On the homepage, there is a media player where you can listen to the podcast from there. But that's all I have for you. I'm working on something awesome for you next week, so thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you then.